And thank you for joining me once again as we take our Tuesday morning uh, devotional uh, for what we have called Unpacking, uh, the sermon from the previous Sunday. This past Sunday, we concluded uh, our series on the family. We called it the Essential Family. And I had taken uh, several Sundays of that series uh, to, to try to speak to the issue of reversing the curse, and, and that's in reference to uh, God's judgment uh, upon our first parents, Adam and Eve, their rebellion against him, and uh, what, how that uh, affected them, and God's judgment on them uh, for their sin, and how uh, that judgment flows all the way down and impacts our lives. And we've talked about the various ways that uh, uh, the curse is, is a reality uh, for us. Uh, we've talked about the difficulty in uh, providing a livelihood, the realities related uh, to mortality, the difficulty in all relationships, but particularly the relationships uh, within the family. And then we, we talked about uh, the husband as the prophet, priest, and king uh, within uh, his home. And, and we settled in on the, the role of the prophet, the prophet as the proclaimer of God's word, uh, the uh, person uh, that calls the family uh, to faithfulness. And we've been looking at 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3. We began in verse 10. I'm just going to call your uh, attention once again to, to verse 12 of 2 Timothy 3. Again, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 12, uh, we had worked from verse 10 through verse 5 in, in a fairly quick manner. It was just a survey. But uh, in verse 12, Paul wrote, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Again, that parallels uh, what Jesus himself said, uh, Do not be surprised if they hate you, they hated me first. Uh, that is that we truly are countercultural. We truly are uh, swimming upstream. We really are cutting against the grain of a fallen world, uh, of a decadent culture. And so in all kinds of ways, uh, we're going to find ourselves and have found ourselves for 2,000 years being the object of persecution. Uh, and what I tried to do in the sermon, and I'm not sure how successful it was, you always look back and uh, uh, I got uh, very rushed when I realized I was running out of time. I wanted to close the series out. I wanted to finish the sermon and uh, maybe it got a little bit helter-skelter in, in the actual carrying out of, uh, of what I wanted to do. Uh, but I, I was reminded as I prepared, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, books that I had to read in preaching class uh, was about a German theologian pastor by the name of Helmut Thielicke. And he was noted, uh, he was a very popular preacher. He was kind of a, a neo-Orthodox kind of guy. He would not be considered a conservative evangelical. But he was a great communicator. And one of his things that he was noted for was that you preach with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other. Now, that... Um, uh, his context was that of uh, the rise of Nazi Germany. And uh, he, like a handful of other pastors, uh, did speak out, at least initially, against uh, Hitler and the Nazi regime. Uh, many have heard the name Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he was noted for having been executed 
uh, by Hitler uh, after he returned to Germany to again oppose uh, Nazism. And so my, my attempt yesterday, and there, were, there was a lot of cultural stuff in there, a lot of illustration material, was to make you understand that this is a, a very serious, a very sober time in which we live that um, probably even in my lifetime uh, the culture would have been fairly benevolent toward Christian uh, thought and toward Christians in general, that they were, there would have been a certain amount of social capital in being a Christian. And I think that's gone, or it's rapidly disappearing if it's not already gone. And so I, I highlighted some of the threats that, that I see, uh, particularly in, in, in the realm of, of parenting. Of uh, We see uh, various organizations, both legal and medical and others, academic as well, uh, that uh, have an agenda for your child. Uh, if you choose not to treat your child according to maybe AMA guidelines, well, boom, there goes your child. If, you, uh, if your child uh, uh, says something that goes against the grain of the current moral cultural narrative, then somebody shows up and says, uh, no, 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 you're, in, you're indoctrinating your child. You're doing harm to your child. Um, you know, your child says, I, I, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. I'm not a girl, I'm a boy, and I want to take these drugs or I want to have these surgeries, and you refuse. You can see uh, that the culture is pressing back on that. And again, uh, a recent legal opinion uh, overturning a, a law in the state of Arkansas uh, in relation to uh, protecting children uh, from uh, their own misguided notions. So we truly are uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a time of moral upheaval, of moral revolution. And uh, it's not a time for panic, and it's not a time to, to quit. Uh, uh, as uh, Thomas Paine wrote in the book Common Sense just before the uh, American Revolution, it's not time for the summer soldier or the sunshine patriot. And uh, it's not a time for the summer Christian uh, nor the sunshine believer that uh, we could be facing great difficulty and the remedy and, and our resolution is always rooted in the truthfulness, the faithfulness of uh, the truthfulness of the Bible, the faithfulness of God, and the power of God's Spirit uh, in us. And that, uh, uh, is that, that is what we need, and that's what we must rely upon, uh, both for the strengthening uh, of our own spirits uh, towards service and for uh, the hope that as we speak the truth uh, in love, even in a hostile environment, that indeed... Uh, the Spirit would work to bring many to salvation. So that's unpacking the previous Sunday's sermon. I hope it's a blessing to your day, and we'll look forward to seeing you.